Welcome to Transform and Thrive. Your host, Helen Lee, examines the opportunities and practical solutions for individuals and organizations to transform and thrive in these times. She shares her wisdom and that of other changemakers impacting our world. Tune in for innovative and holistic tools and empowering strategies to reinvent yourself and or your organization and flourish in a world facing different crises. Hi, this is Helen Lee. Welcome to Transform and Thrive. Today, I found myself commenting on a Facebook post about a neuroscientist and primatologist whose latest book entitled Determined, A Science of Life Without Free Will. What I wrote is that the human self does indeed not have free will because everything is being orchestrated by our highest aspect, the consciousness or being that we all are. As I pointed out in part one of this series, consciousness itself is the orchestrator of our human lives on earth. And that consciousness, which I also refer to as spirit with a capital S, is one of the three primary aspects of who we all are. I also pointed out in part two that we can instantaneously shift everything with the decision to not only step into soul and spirit, but be soul and spirit, be the consciousness that orchestrates everything in existence, in not only this universe, but all universes, should there really be many. What I have also often said in the last two decades is that most human beings focus on the human part of ourselves and ignore the being that we all are, primarily because we are both unaware and ignorant of it. That is the highest aspect of who we are. That it is the highest aspect of who we are. Also, this being that we are, according to the Triple S wisdom, I was guided to create as part of my coaching methodology, after the mystical experience I had when golden light emerged from me one night to fill up my entire bedroom from floor to ceiling. This being is a combination of both the soul that we are as well as the spirit or consciousness that we are and that our individuated souls stem from. I have also said in many of my podcast episodes and my social media posts that our lives are soul designed, the soul that we are, our true self, in fact. So, so if indeed this creative power or supreme force that I refer to as spirit or consciousness runs the show and that our lives are soul designed, then we truly have no free will at all. Or we do, but we attempt to go against it and create more trouble for ourselves. Based on all that I have personally experienced and know, and I've had many mystical experiences, I would say that every tiny thought or movement and action 
is entirely orchestrated. In other words, even when we are rebelling against something, thinking that we are exercising our free will, we are actually wired and meant to do so. So, while in part two, I am advocating that we may as well flow along with what consciousness wants us to do and not create unnecessary challenges for ourselves, I now take it further by saying that not only is this true, but that it is time for all of humanity to recognize that we are merely surrendering to our very own higher self, the very highest aspect of who we all are. I have said this for years, but am even more compelled to advocate this now as the magical solution to all of humanity's woes, to all warring and greed, all mindless squabbles, needless competition, and utter stupidity, none of which is to be blamed on anyone. Remember, I've always qualified these kind of statements with the idea that it was always as it was meant to be, meaning that everything truly is exactly as it was divinely designed. It is to be discerned and acknowledged that they are as such rather than whitewashed over, but neither is it to be judged. And now, here is Dr. Robert Sapolsky, who is Professor of Biology and Neurology at Stanford University and a research associate with the Institute of Primate Research at the National Museum of Kenya, who has just published his book, Determined, which confronts and refutes the biological and philosophical arguments for free will, according to a New York Times article of only a couple of days ago, this recipient of the MacArthur Foundation Genius Grant contends that we are not free agents, but that biology, hormones, childhood and life circumstances coalesce to produce actions that we merely feel were ours to choose. I love scientists because they serve to prove all that I have come to know via my own first-hand mystical experiences. But know that it takes brilliant minds, such as Dr. Sapolsky's, a very long time before they arrive at the same conclusions that mystics and gurus have known for centuries. It doesn't take away their brilliance or wonderful contributions which serve to help humans who are wired not to trust the esoteric and their own intuition as is meant to be until now. Rumi, for instance, was a 13th century poet and Sufi mystic whose profound wisdom lives on today and is appreciated by many, but still not embraced as part of our daily living until hopefully a courageous scientist comes along and dares to confront what has been accepted as a truth for the longest time. Speaking of brilliant minds, Joseph Chilton Pierce, whom I referred to in my last episode, 
was the author of The Biology of Transcendence, A Blueprint of the Human Spirit, amongst many other books he wrote on human development and child development. It was his idea that we are given a biology that we can and are meant to transcend that made me immediately understand the golden light experience I had. I had done such intense, non-stop inner work for a solid nine years, peeling off umpteen layers of density that I had been carrying, not only from this lifetime, but numerous human lifetimes that added a ginormous pile of challenging experiences and tons of trauma and emotions that accompanied them. I also then knew what I needed to do to share my findings with many others and how to support them to transcend their biology as well. So when Dr. Sapolsky says that we are not free agents, but that biology, hormones, childhood, and life circumstances coalesce to produce actions that we merely feel were ours to choose, I'd say that not only is he right, that our choices and decisions are based on all of this, both our biology and our conditioning or programming, I'd say that it goes even beyond this lifetime and that while he hasn't studied that as yet, others have. I first read the book, Many Lives, Many Masters, the New York Times bestseller on a true case case of the past life therapy that changed the lives of both the prominent psychiatrists and young patients involved. This 1988 book by Dr. Brian Weiss, who was a traditional psychotherapist and was therefore both astonished and skeptical when one of his patients began recalling past life traumas that seemed to hold the key to her recurring nightmares and anxiety attacks. When she began to channel messages from the so-called space between lives, which contained remarkable revelations about Dr. Weiss's family and his deceased son, he had to begin to trust the validity of what was being said in his presence. He was able to help the patient heal and the experience led him to embark on a new and more meaningful phase of his own career. His book has become a classic with more than one million copies in print and a breakthrough in alternative psych psychotherapy. And he even conducted past life regressions on two episodes of the opera show that I was privileged to have watched. I myself do both regressions and progressions for clients as part of my own ontological coaching methodology. Based on what is currently happening to the person, I regress them to the source of the present experience as we carry cellular memories or imprints that get us to repeat the same patterns of life circumstances and experiences 
stemming from the same patterns of thinking, emoting, behaving, and choices or decisions. So they can be regressed to an earlier part of their current life, as far back as in the womb, or even further back to another lifetime or several lifetimes. And it is not only a matter of healing the past, but also moving forward to the future and consciously and powerfully creating what we would rather experience. And of course, all of this is in accordance with mm, consciousness uh, orchestrating everything. So let me now give you an example that once, for instance, a client wanted to address her experience of not having enough and the regression took her to several lifetimes and we cleared all of it in one session. I have to say that she has always had very big salaries and been able to live well since a rather young age. She first came to me in her mid-twenties and has been in my life since, every now and then, not because she can't manage on her own, far from it, but because it takes all of us quite a while to raise our vibrations and be consciousness itself, especially when we don't realize that that is our primary goal. And this applies to everyone, myself included. Most of us focus on doing well in our human lives first and foremost, and that has been how it was meant to be for centuries. We can now not only go beyond survival at the human level and even thriving at the human level, we can now move towards what I call true thriving, where we can really free ourselves and be in our soul power and the creative power of the pure consciousness that we all are. So let's take a look again at the primary notion here of consciousness being the orchestrator of all of life everywhere at all times and now knowing how to make our own life magical here and now, which is what most people need and want. It stands to reason, therefore, that we must at least explore who we really are, what soul and spirit or consciousness are, and by experiencing both firsthand ourselves, if we feel so inclined, then we can take it further and attempt to align ourselves with both. When we do so often enough and begin to experience ourselves shift and new insights coming to us, then we might venture further and feel called to listen to these infinitely higher and wiser and far more powerful aspects of who we are. The process involves the shedding off of the many layers of density and conditioning I mentioned. Traditional psychotherapy and counseling certainly help to address this and resonate with many, but to me, they only scratch the surface. There's a whole lot more. For the purpose of this podcast episode, I would simply refer to all of this that we are clearing from our field as parts of our shadow self. You know, when Dr. Sapolsky wrote an entire book of some 10,000 pages 
called Behave, the Biology of Humans at Our Best and Worst. He discussed at length the science and philosophy of decision-making to begin mounting a devastating case against free will and explain why we are capable of doing both good and bad. I would once again reiterate that everything is divinely orchestrated and we are simply playing the game of life on earth at whatever level of consciousness we are meant to at any given time. And just as I'm meant to be communicating this information to you at this time and you listening to it, it may also be the right time for you to embrace what I'm saying as the truth and make a decision to align with the spirit or consciousness that you are or perhaps the soul that you are and follow the inner guidance that comes from your own higher or higher self. Meanwhile, I would like to point out that these higher aspects of who we all are is our true self. And our human self has a shadow or false self that carries a whole range of emotions that are fear and ego-based. They stem from conditioning and programs that are based on lack and limitation, once again, as it was meant to be, and still is, until we can go beyond or transcend them. We cannot transcend all of it all at once. It would be way too much as we are not only carrying only density from this lifetime. The idea is to embrace all of who we are, both our light and our darkness, the beauty and true greatness of the soul and spirit that lie within and all around us, as well as the seeming idiocy, madness, cruelty, and horror of who we can be as the humans we came here on earth to experience being. Ironically, it takes a higher level of consciousness and perspective to see and get this, to accept and even embrace our own humanness, our own fears, anger, jealousies, unworthiness, pain, and struggle. And in so doing, we will raise the vibrations of our own shadow and unconsciousness and embrace that of others. We will learn to finally and genuinely drop all judgment and criticism of self and others and truly love ourselves and others, all human beings, all animals and plants, our planet, oceans, rivers, lands, everything that lives and breathes with all our heart and soul, our entire being. We will learn to accept and embrace everything, all of life, exactly as it is. It doesn't mean that we can't change any or all of it for the better. It means we get it, that everything is exactly as it is meant to be and totally divinely orchestrated, that there is nothing that is not of God, that it is all merely divine play and we can go beyond duality and move towards unity consciousness by unifying within, first of all. This then is our way forward and our journey back to ourselves, our true selves, our true greatness, 
the divinity or godliness that we all are. We each experience our different lives and share our different stories and lessons, all for the purpose of going beyond the illusion of who we are. That's what most religions teach us, to go beyond our so-called sinfulness, except that it is so completely not our fault. We are meant to live this illusion and to wake up from it, not to make it somebody else's fault either, and to make anyone wrong, be it ourselves or others. The true magic lies in our waking up to the immense love that we have within us, the incredible loving and creative power we hold, a power so great it can change everything instantaneously. Imagine if we all woke up to this reality, if we filled ourselves with so much love in the first place and freely share this love with everyone around us and the whole world even, or as much of it as we can or are meant to. Imagine the new world we would create together. We wouldn't be sick because the life force energy within us would flow freely throughout our bodies and minds and throughout our energy field. We would emanate this powerful, loving and creative energy and fill our homes and countries, our entire world with it, instead of the lower vibrational energies from our shadow selves. You get it, right? By accepting and embracing our shadow self and that of others, it doesn't mean that we approve, encourage or reward it. It means that we accept that it is part of our human makeup and we support ourselves and others to go beyond it. Our society, our whole world can shift our entire approach towards this. Rather than ostracizing and punishing people, we educate them. And healthy boundaries may be a good way to educate others and be there for ourselves which some of us need to learn as well, because many of us were taught to put others first at our own expense. But our actions are not based on anger or hatred. It may need to begin with love for ourselves, because no one loved us enough to stand up for us in the way we deserve. However, we can heal and go beyond our own wounds and hurt, and having loved ourselves well enough, we can extend that love to many, to all of humanity even. We can begin with ourselves and how we relate to ourselves and then to each other in our own lives, in our own homes and workplaces, in all aspects of our lives, the world over. May we begin this journey home in earnest and en masse, taking it way further than any of us ever have, and together with many more of us. Life can become much easier, much more relaxed, much happier, and much more abundant, loving, joyous, and peaceful when we stop resisting what has already shown up within ourselves <clears throat> and in our lives, and instead step into fully claim, utilize, and expand our divine creative power to consciously create what we want and what would benefit us and the good of all. If you feel inclined, allow me to support you to do so. 
you can join us at our powerful and awesome monthly Zoom sessions. I make them as easy, effortless, and enjoyable as you allow me to and powerfully support you to move towards fully assessing, utilizing, and being the power and wisdom or higher intelligence that you already are, but perhaps don't quite know how to systematically align with as yet. You may also prefer having one-on-one sessions with me. In any case, you can reach me via the various links and my email address that is in the show notes of this episode on the platform you're listening to this episode on, be it Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Stitcher or Omni Studio, and several other international platforms as well. The links will also take you to my various social media pages and free Facebook group, as well as my membership club. My team and I are here to serve and support you personally to rise and flourish as greatly as you'd like and are ready to. The idea is to transform and thrive together and in the process, spontaneously and consciously co-create a whole new amazing world together, one that we'd all love to live in as we move from conflict to unity within ourselves and play the game of life on earth at a much higher level and move towards unity consciousness with everyone in our lives. Meanwhile, this is Helen Lee on the Transform and Thrive show, sending you so much love and wishing you endless possibilities of great joy and freedom, peace and abundance at all levels, now and always. Let's create a truly, truly wonderful, balanced and genuinely caring world together and great fulfillment and dreams come true for ourselves and others. Happy transforming and thriving, my beloved friends. You most definitely have the power to do so masterfully and joyously. We can all move towards ultimate mastery now and together. Thank you for joining me. Your presence is vital and very, very much appreciated. As always, bye for now. Bye.